Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. All right, welcome back for another week, another episode, and we're hoping we have a great week for you. I hope everybody's doing well here in 2021. This week is a can't miss episode because I know I'm super interested in listening and learning from our guest, Dr. Tejas Patel. So I know you will be listening too. So before we get started and bring on our guest, let's turn it over to Meredith and introduce and listen to our number one sponsor, 3D Dentists. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Before we get started, I do have a review. So if you have not left us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. This one is short and sweet. And as they have said it, focused. It's called focused. This is the most focused, straight to the point dental podcast I've ever listened to. It's probably the only one they've listened to. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. <laughs> That's all. That's all they said. <clears throat> but I just want to remind you guys. A man when, or a woman of few words. <laughs> yes. Focused. Very focused person. <clears throat> just want to remind everyone, whenever you are ready to implement dental implants into your practice, we have a live patient program at 3D Dentist, and we have our first ever um, express version of that coming in June. It's been a big hit, but I do have two spots left. So if you guys are interested in that, you can email me at meredith at 3d-dentist.com. So if I could give you guys a quick, uh, a little bit more details on our live patient implant program. Uh, We cover two types of live patients. You do extraction grafting with PRF, where you draw blood, mix it with the bone, and we'll do socket preservation with membranes. And then, of course, we do guided implant surgery on live patients as well. All of the live patients are provided for you. They come from our community, so it's charity work that we're giving Mm -hmm. back. Uh, And for the express program, you get to come here for, I think, five or six days. Six days. days And get it all done in one, one visit. Yeah. And... By the time the express program comes around, we'll have a, a great announcement for everybody of where everybody will be saying and where to yeah. be held at. Uh, but I can't give too much away about that. But thank you guys uh, for listening to our favorite sponsor, 3D Dentists. But this week, I want to introduce our guest, Dr. Tejas Patel, is from Houston, Texas, but lives in and practices in Austin, Texas. And uh, I want to introduce him. Tejas, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Hi, good. I got to tell you, before we get started, 
the most, you know, all the great things you've done. You've done some phenomenal social media, and that's what we're here to talk about is, is how did you, you know, I want to, I look, selfishly, I want to learn about myself, like how I can do what you're doing, because I feel like I'm falling farther behind, um, and how I can learn from you and, and kind of recreate to a certain degree, uh, certainly not as successful. Uh, but the thing of all the videos I watched about you, guess which one stood out to me? On, in, on Instagram or TikTok? I don't know what the hell video platform okay. I was listening um, to. And it, and I was in it? You were in it. Okay. Um, it was your parents. Of oh, all yeah, the videos. No. <laughs> the one with your parents. You know, because I... Yeah. I, I, it reminded me of your mom. That's yeah. why. <laughs> it's like getting words out yeah. of them, you know? And, 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 <laughs> and then you're afraid to ask them to talk because you never know what yeah. the hell they're going to say oh, about you. Exactly. You never know when they're going to stop. You never know. Like, once you get them going, yeah, you never know. But yeah, I love that. That video is like near and dear just because it's like, you know, they, they were just visiting my office randomly on a day and I was like, hey, come back here. Let's shoot a video. And they had no clue what's going on, but they rolled with it. And um, it was just genuine. And uh, yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorites. Did and just you, hearing the, the story of my name is always like cool. You know, Well, that's what I was going to ask you because you're in Texas and in yes. uh, in Spanishville, basically, and your name is Tejas, but it's not Tejas. <laughs> so, exactly. kind of fill our listeners in on this. So, um, you know, my name is Tejas. I was born in New York, and then when I was two years old, we moved to Texas to Houston. And um, you know, Tejas is a, a not a. I mean, it's a very common Indian name. And so, when my parents moved to Texas, um, everyone was like, "Hey, your kid's name is Tejas or Tejas this or." They had no clue what people were saying because they're like, no, his name is Tejas. And then, you know, obviously then they come to realize that my name actually is Spanish for Texas. And, um, yeah, I just kind of embraced it over the years. I, I've I've studied a lot of Spanish. Uh, that was actually one of my majors in college. And um, I can speak Spanish fluently. So I get a kick out of it. You know, like when I speak to people um, in, within the Spanish community and I tell them my name is Tejas, they're like, they look at me so, like, they, they, they think they asked the wrong question because they, they think I'm telling them where I'm from or where I live, but I'm telling them, my, and literally, I've had to pull out my driver's license to show people, like, no, this is, like, literally my name. So <laughs> it's, it's just, like, a girl, it's a cool icebreaker, a cool story, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I found you on Instagram, and I thought it was really cool because I saw a lot of your videos, and I thought... I hadn't seen you yet. I was just looking at your office and a lot of your cases, and I thought you were totally up to date on all the social media and TikTok and everything, and you had hair. You looked super young, and I thought he was a millennial dentist (laughs) killing the internet and the social media and everything, but really, you had years and years of cosmetic dentistry experience to go along with it, so... I feel like you're above and beyond, you know, what a lot of people have. Hey, dude, you're making me look bad. That's not good. I mean, he has a lot of hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we judge it off of nowadays. Oh, God. I can get, I can, I can glue, I can (laughs) glue it on too. I can glue it on too. I'm not saying you glue it on, Tejas. No, we just like to make jokes about hair around here, okay? So I had to throw that out there that you still have. No, but to Meredith's point, in all seriousness, um, I want to talk about how you've leveraged social media to really build the cosmetic part of your practice. And, you know, honestly, I thought you, as Meredith was saying, I thought you were much younger uh, than you are just because of how much you've embraced 
hip or so how much cool you've embraced <laughs> social media. But I mean, you graduated in 2002, so you're you're pretty much my age, and yeah, you're doing I mean, a I, much better job on social media. So talk to us about how you got into social media, how it's affected your practice, how you've pivoted. You know, just kind of start start talking to us. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I've, through, throughout the years, like, you know, I almost have done, I almost have done this like 20 years now. Right. So, you know, throughout the years I've, I've had various iterations of my practice. I've done the multiple locations. I've done the multiple associates. I've done the, um, general, super, super, super general dentist. I've done implants, all in fours, Invisalign, everything. And what I've really loved the whole time is cosmetic dentistry. And so a few years ago, you know, I, I was thinking like, hey, man, if I'm going to do this for, for like 15 more years, say, for example, and I've done it for 15 years already, I was like at my halfway point, possibly. And, and I said, you know, I'm going to do it the way I want it. And I've always wanted, um, you know, to do a, a, just a, a cosmetic practice focused on, you know, a veneer patient in the morning, veneer patient in the afternoon, you know, with some post-ops and consults. And, you know, I want to get down to like three and a half days and, I don't want to have to mess with insurance and just a fee-for-service practice. So a couple of years ago, I, I started to set out on that path. And, you know, we slowly em- eliminated insurances. Um, but I also knew that if we're going to cut off that revenue source and kind of get rid, not get rid, but kind of segue to this way, we needed to supplement the, the marketing as well as the patient flow. And so that's when we started getting into like social media, um, started off with like just, you know, Facebook and trying to grow there, which I feel like, I mean, everyone starts there. Um, and then I started to look at how dental specialists market themselves, but also how plastic surgeons market themselves. And so I just started to like reach out to plastic surgeons. Um, some of them had huge social media followings and eventually I ended up um, kind of recruiting one, uh, my, my social media who, who's with me right now from a local plastic surgeon who had a really big social media following. And so we've kind of grown our brand that way as well. So just, you know, I kind of honestly got tired of playing the direct mail game. I got mm-hmm. tired of playing the, the Google SEO, like you, you know, c- c- for cosmetic dentistry it's, or implants, or a lot of dental terms. Anything, anything that makes money, it's oh, competitive. Yeah, it's super competitive and super expensive if you're going to do AdWords and things like that. And so, you know, through social media, I, I came to the understanding of like, okay, I know it's going to take time. I know it's going to take creativity and effort. And if I make time for those things, um, I can kind of set myself apart and also just like show a side of myself or show a side of what we do that, you know, as we started to kind of show more of that behind the scenes, like it's really exploded in the patient's interest or consumers and being very transparent with things has been amazing for our practice. And, you know, I will say like now we're to a point and we're still growing, you know, we're still trying to create and document and, and grow our business and grow our social media. Um, I will say, you know, I went from, you know, an advertising budget of, you know, maybe social media being like a 10% to now it's like 80% of what we spend on. Um, not, not ads and things like that, but just through our social media manager and things like that. But um, it's really exploded our practice, um, really grown our practice, really actually, 
when, when I first hired my social media manager, I was like, hey, I want to become like the place to go in Austin for cosmetic dentistry. And what has happened is like with the internet and social media, all these barriers have been broken down. So we, we've become a cosmetic destination for people around Texas, which was huge. And then also we have people flying in from other cities. And so I, and, and I, I think like, I mean, obviously in their town, there's great cosmetic dentists, right. But you know, they're still coming to us. And I think when, I mean, when I talk to them, it's like, well, you were transparent, you know, I liked your videos. I've been following you for a long time. Um, and they just built that trust within myself. And obviously like interacting with my team, I have an amazing team that helps me. And so I think all those things have just like culminated into this like cosmetic practice that's been built um, through social media, which, which to me is like the new word of mouth. Like it just spreads faster and broader. like it's, it's pretty crazy. And, we've grown our practice, you know, through COVID too, you know, through a pandemic and through limited travel, but we've still grown the practice. And so, I mean, I even think after, you know, when, when travel becomes a little bit more regular again, like that's just going to, we're just going to grow even more, which is, which is crazy. And yeah, there's, there's so much to social media that I think deters people. Um, but and, and, and maybe it, it might not be a for everyone, but for us, it's really like, really like just blown up our practice, which is oh, awesome. I have a lot of questions. I think during COVID yes, people have spent <laughs> way more time on social media than before. So 100%. that's great for you. Yeah. You know, that yes. was a way to definitely grow during COVID. All right. I want to back up. Okay. Yes. Because, um, all right. So I'm a dentist listening to you. And I've got a relatively busy, if not busy, general practice. And you know what? It sounds phenomenal to get off social media, to do sexy, fancy dentistry on patients who all love you, quote unquote, love you, and are super easy to work with. <laughs> not, <laughs> not. But um, yeah. what was the transition from a traditional practice to this practice? It wasn't like cold turkey. It wasn't overnight. How, how did you, what did you do? How did you balance it? You know, how, how did you make that happen? How did you, how did you balance the two? Yeah. So I, I literally went from two, two offices, two practice locations, like one in a suburb area, like a neighborhood kind of like You're a typical Indian man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, and then I took over this downtown location I'm at right now. And, and I was doing both practices had, uh, associates had a, a very large team. Um, and I thought, I honestly thought I was going to go that direction of like, I'm going to create this multiple business model, you know, multiple practices and, you know, maybe eventually sell to corporations or whatever it may be. Right. We all, we all have this sure. like dream. Right. So, um, it was getting really stressful and I couldn't balance it. It was, uh, you know, I felt like I didn't have a good management team in, in place, which is, you know, due to my, due, due to my, uh, lacking. And so uh, a lot of the stress fell on me and obviously performing, being the highest producer, you know, performing like, you know, high, high, high volume, um, big procedures. I mean, it's just a lot on the person. So I didn't find that sustainable. And so I sold one practice and then I started to downsize. And so um, at that point we were on five uh, insurance plans. Um, now I'm down to like one location, five insurance plans. 
And we were still doing, uh, you know, we were like number one for Invisalign two years in a row as a GP. Then I got like really, I'd always been into implants. Um, and I love what you, you're doing with your life. Oh, courses. That you. sounds amazing. Yeah. I wish that was around uh, a couple of years ago. So I didn't have to, I mean, it was, it was a great experience for me to fly internationally to do live patient, but I think it's so amazing that you're doing it here. So oh, thank you very uh, I'm much. excited for You're welcome to come out anytime sure. you want. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then, so I got into implant dentistry, did a lot of Invisalign. I did everything, you know, and at the same time, we were still doing cosmetic and, you know, I had three hygienists and just a lot to manage. And I just, I just don't want to do that. And so um, I started just slowly removing things. You know, I started just saying no to things. So first thing we, we, we stopped doing, and I'm not saying this is for everyone at all, right? So um, we stopped doing new Invisalign cases. And then we started to, like last year, we started, Last year, we, we, we did not start any all-on-four cases. Um, we still had some in the works that we were working on, things like that. Um, and so we started saying no to certain things uh, over a course How of How like do you say years. no to $30,000 cases? <laughs> I, thought of, I really analyzed what went into it, um, the, not just the overhead, but the time, the stress. Um, and and I'm, we'll still do, I'll still do single implants and posterior implants and like, you know, home run cases, but I'm talking like all on four, you know, right. all on four, double art surgery, um, non-guided, you know, full surgery. Oh, that sounds know, horrible. Anesthesiologist. <laughs> yeah. Anesthesiologist in the office. I mean, that's, that's a lot of, that that's backbreaking work, you know? And, um, so I, over the, I would say, you know, it didn't happen overnight at all. And I'd say over a couple of years, I'd say two years, I, we eliminated insurances and that was, you know, maybe every six to eight months, we'd take every six months, we'd take out an insurance, um, never went over well at all. But um, again, I was always trying to supplement for whatever we were taking away. So slowing down so that, to speed up. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, that's when so, the social media really came into play. So yeah. what, I, what I really liked that you said was that what I heard is that you were intentional Mm-hmm. That you you had a oh, dream, yes. okay? That uh-huh. you committed, that you were committed, that for the bumps, because a lot of people they get uh, they get scared by the bumps of dropping insurance. You get enough patients because I heard it in your in your statement uh, that it didn't go over well. Every time you get patients that give you pushback uh-huh. about the insurance, then you're like, oh man, maybe I'm making a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Hundred percent. And yes. then and they self sabotage a little bit. And it sounds like basically your win in this was the fact that you were committed to doing this and you actually said no i think yeah. people say they're gonna say no and then when the case comes they're like yeah. well we can just do this one well I, yeah I, I have that problem when i'm talking to women all the time i just have to actually yeah. say no sometimes <laughs> yeah. i'm kidding i'm kidding all right, you all wish. right. <laughs> i do wish all right okay so now we've talked about the transition mm-hmm. the other thing that i liked as well is that um it's not like this took five or ten years you're talking a few couple of years basically to get to where would you say look let's take the the high growth mindset and the whole like i'm a driven personality out of it if if your practice was to be exactly what it is right now would you be happy with it 100 percent. okay so so in a couple of years you've gotten to a point where you're happy 100 percent. yes yeah so i i want the listeners to hear that i want people to hear that Listen, that what took other people 10 years, mm-hmm. 
can be done in five years. What took you two years not exactly knowing what you were doing can now be done in a year with a little bit of guidance and coaching and determination. So, and see, that's, that's part, of, part of what we try to teach people or what people need to learn is that what took somebody 20 years can now be done in 10 years because they, they've learned the lessons. Right. What took me 10 years can be done in five years. What took somebody else five years took you two years. What took you two years is going to take the next person a year because we get better and we learn each iteration uh, down, down the line. 100%. And also just like, I mean, through technology, like the speed at which things are changing, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's exciting. And it's, I mean, it is scary, you know, um, but it's exciting how quick things are changing. But I agree with you 100%. Like, you know, the, the journey to become a quote unquote, like cosmetic dentist, you know, that took, took me, you know, I'm, I'll be in my 20th year next year uh, to get to a point where I'm like, where I want to be, I mean, someone else could literally do that in a lot less time with the proper guidance. And I think just like you had said, Meredith, too, just like like sticking to your guns and being able to say no. And, and just like if that's your vision and that's what makes you happy and that's what brings you joy and that's the schedule you want and that's the patience you want to see and the cases you want to do, I think just building that vision and seeing, think, really thinking about, I mean, it definitely took a lot of analysis and soul searching of this is what I want and this is how I want to spend my days. And then just reverse engineering the steps in order to get there, you know, and, and you know, it took me two years. Maybe someone else, like you said, would take. Did like, you have sleepless nights? I mean, it, I'm assuming it wasn't easy. No, it was not easy because I, I, it's almost, yeah, there was a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of second guessing of like, again, anytime we got, is it worth it? We get pushback from patients about insurance. Like, you know, my, my, man, this person's upset, this person's upset, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and obviously that's hard to hear because I, you know, I'm a dentist, I'm a people pleaser. You know, I was a, you know, like I am still a general dentist, but it's in my inclination to try to be able to help everyone and do, do everything for everyone and please everybody and help everybody. But, um, not saying no, I mean, saying no now just helps me just really dial in how I envision how I want my business to be and my lifestyle to be. And be able um, to say yes to the cases. Yeah, and there's nothing, are, nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Yeah, exactly. All right. all right, next question for you. Okay, next step. Okay, we've transitioned yes. from the GP, multiple location GP. And by the way, I love hearing from people that multiple locations isn't the panacea that people have it made out to be. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer and champion of the single location. Uh, I'm yeah. a big believer in multiple dentists, but single location, multiple dentist sure. practice. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big believer in that. And I think that's the easiest way to a phenomenal lifestyle. Maybe not the richest, but a phenomenal lifestyle. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, having multiple like, locations and tasting that and experiencing that for several years and like the associate stuff and, um, it was just, it was just not, not for me, you know? Right. And, and I think that that was part of the soul searching and the, the sleepless nights of like, you know, am I, am I doing this because this is not, I'm not going to say a quick buck or anything like that, but like, is it, is it, am, it, am I motivated by this growth, this growth and this entrepreneurial like vision of having a multiple, you know, business kind of model, or is it me who prefers like a, like a, a slower pace, just, you know, couple couple of patients a day. You know, higher volume cases, really detail. Um, I love the the cosmetic part, and I really had to do some soul searching. Like, 
what is going to make me happy and what's true to myself, you know, and, and that, that did take some sleepless nights and a lot of thought, but I'm glad I went through that in order to get to where I am. Okay. So you knew you wanted, um, to get a bigger presence on social media. So you hired someone with experience that had come from a plastic surgeon's office. So they did also have experience in cosmetics, different types of cosmetics, but in, um, cosmetics. And then you, um, used them to help you grow this portion of the cosmetics. And then did you ever feel like, even with them, I mean, we've had different types of marketing people and we've gotten stuck and it's hard to stay consistent. And I would say that's probably most people's problem is staying consistent on the content creation portion. Or yeah. did they do that for that's you? It. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. No, I mean, it, it's, I always feel like it's like a team effort um, right. with everything. I will say when we started, um, we did, we, we did do it on our own. Okay. And we did try that. Okay. And, yeah. And, and I do think for people just getting into it, that's what I would recommend doing. Um, just starting on your own, maybe have, having one of the assistants, maybe film more. Um, uh, again, at some point, we'll talk about some resources that I'll share with you guys to come up with content ideas and stuff like that. Um, but first, we did it on our own, and we started small. And I think if they're starting on their own, just maybe setting like a weekly goal of like posting once a week. If they're starting from zero, you know, like right. posting once a week, that could be a good attainable goal on one platform. You know, maybe it's uh, Facebook or Instagram, or maybe it's multiple platforms, but it's still posting once a week just to get that consistency. And maybe assigning someone within your team um, to be the person to either manage those accounts or help film or both. Um, and also being comfortable to start asking patients if it's okay to film something. If it's uh, their 
you know, testimonial on video, if it's part of the procedure, if it's um, sharing their before and after photos of their mouth. If people are, are concerned about showing their face, then maybe you can ask them just if you can show their, their mouth, you know, where you don't have their name or tag or anything like that. Um, but that's how we started. We started on our own. Then I, I did hire like a local um, social media guy. And, and we and this is like a couple of years ago. So now, like, we're doing the person, generic Are you referring stuff. to an agency? Uh, it was actually a, a patient of mine okay. who started a, a social media company and now he does SEO. So he's kind of segued out of social media. But um, and he was like back then we were doing the generic stuff. We're doing happy birthday, Susan. Like, you know, Susan's been with us like 20 years, whatever. And then, um, ha you know, uh, happy Independence Day. Like we're doing the generic stuff, like enough to get by. Right? OK. Um, and then I but that felt doesn't like move the needle, does it? Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's enough, it's enough to get started. I feel like if, if people are comfortable with that, just to have that to kind of, you know, I feel like people kind of go through iterations, right? That's like saying That's a like, happy hamburger day. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, that too, about like getting started and then people give up after two months, right? Because they don't see a difference. Yeah. And so yeah. moving the needle, I think yeah. is what I was meaning by that. So what, what moved the needles for us dramatically is when we hired the social media manager who, who was with the plastic surgeon at that time. And this person was and, exclusively with your practice? Uh, no, I mean, she, she worked for the plastic surgeon. She had multiple clients. Okay. So we had, I, I think when she started, I had her come in in the office maybe once a week, maybe four times a month. That was kind of like what we were okay. doing, or maybe six times a month. Do you mind me and asking, can you mind going through what was a day like when she, he or she would come over? Yeah, so, and given this is kind of like her background, right? With this plastic surgeon, she found that when he was documenting the surgeries, People like he would do a lot of- see that. Yes, and so he, they kind of built their social media, their growth off of that. So she would be in the surgery center filming procedures. He would be talking about the procedure, what he's doing, why he's making this incision, um, what kind of sutures he's using, what kind of technique he's using to do like uh, an augmentation or, or anything like that. So she's documenting this. So she said, well, let's try that. And so it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> like, for you. Very uncomfortable for, for me at first because yeah. one, I'm not used to like, speaking on well I, it wasn't on me on cam well some of it was me on camera but some of it was the procedure and me talking about what i was doing working without my light that i'm used to just to get better film quality so it's not all shine you know blurred out so we can see teeth and things like that um but i, I just got used to it you know i mean she kept kind of encouraging me hey that was good like we'll just keep, like, keep trying it and so we kept doing it and so we we did build part of our social media a much of our social media is based on behind the scenes of a procedure, mostly veneers, start to finish like every single step. Um, like a chef on a, sh a cooking show shows every single step. We're trying to show every single step. And they're not literally um, showing you prepping for two hours or hour or hour and a half or whatever it is. No, 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 no. Like, um, Six seconds. we'll do clips. Yeah. We'll, we'll do like, if it's, if it's TikTok or like an Instagram story, it'll be like 30 second clips. But what I'm trying to do, like, say, for example, a veneer prep, I'm trying to get to a point of like, okay, this is, you know, arch form correction with this burr. Because mm -hmm. uh, people are actually, into, it's, it's surprising that what we find normal, like other people are just curious about, like these, these details that we're like, 
Yeah, it's why etchant. Why do you care like, what's what burr I'm like, using? Yeah, like it's etchant. What you're Who cares? Using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just it's just topics for people's conversation, and people find it interesting to when people pull back the curtain and 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 reveal like behind the scenes. And so that's what we're trying to show, like the behind the scenes of the procedure, so it's not as fearful for patients when they can see that transparency of like, oh, this guy's doing a minimal prep veneer versus when I looked up veneers on Google, I saw a teepees. crown prep and teepees. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. And so I think when people see that, they're like, oh, wow, I thought it was supposed to be some way, but this guy's doing it differently. Let me, let me, let me find out what this guy's doing differently, you know? All right, so let me back up for a second, okay? Because I want to digest yes. that into for the audience because that was uh, because I've been trying to do this just just a little background on me. I've been trying to do this for 2 years now. I've three. hired 3 different people and okay. sorry, 5 different people and fired them all. <laughs> so they're trying to do the same thing and they just don't get what I'm after. I believe that you educate the consumer Okay, and that you just sure. show them what you're doing, why you're doing it, so that they come mm -hmm. prepared, they come with their questions answered. They literally should be walking into your office already knowing what you Ready. do, why you do it, and your job is just, just to tell them. They should know how much it costs, everything, yeah. and your job 100%. is just to say, yes, yes, this works for you, and this is the technique I'm going to use, and all of that. So what, what I loved hearing from you, because this is, this is why I failed at this. I was trying to do this every day from the beginning. And what I loved hearing from you is that you were starting with this one day a week, essentially four days a month. Mm -hmm. And somebody would come there. Obviously you would pre-schedule the right cases or the case that day yeah. and they would document. And this person's sole job was to be there, to get in the way, to stop you when they needed to stop you. You had to learn to allow them to stop you. You had to learn to understand that the lighting was in the way or whatever it was and allow them to do their job to help you. And then obviously you had to have the wherewithal to allow it to take its time to start working. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one -on -one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode.
Yes. And I, I will say, even when we hired that social media manager, about six months in, I was like, uh, is this is this worth it? Is this working? Um, What's a you know, budget maybe I should for go something like to... that? So when, when she first started, and I, I want to say maybe it was six days a week. Oh, sorry, six days a month, sorry. She was, okay. It was about like 2,000, I think about 2,000 to 2,500 per month. Okay. But that included the time in your office and the time outside of your office to do everything. Yes, correct. So it's not like you're paying them that much for six days. It's obviously there's there's a lot of outside work. She was getting the content out too. She was getting the content and at that rate, it was X amount of posts per week or per month or, you know, maybe X amount of posts on Instagram, maybe X amount of posts on the feed, X amount of posts on the stories. Um, so it's kind of like within that, that budget. And so since then we've like expanded and grown and brought her on more. And, and now we, you know, we pay her more now that she's doing more for us. But, um, we started at that and like six months into it, I was really questioning it. I was really questioning. It. I was like, you know, I, I was like, you know, t- at six months, 2000, you know, $12,000 in, I was like, is this worth it? Like, is it really worth it? Like, you know, we're seeing incremental growth in our numbers and our followership. Um, and then what finally clicked was, you know, we're in Austin. And we had a patient reach out who lives in Dallas and says, I'm, I've done my research. I was either, I'm either flying out to LA to get this done, or I'm going to come to you. You're a little bit closer. Um, I've got miles and all that stuff. I'm, I'm just going to come to you. And so we literally in two appointments did her smile makeover. And that, that, that once we, once we did that, I was like, Oh my God, like we're on to something like this is, like she, like we did a FaceTime consultation. Um, I mean, we got records when she came in, we got her cleaned up. We're able to block our schedule enough for her and we got it done and she was super happy. And so I just like, and then, then it just started to grow. Like, you know, that was like the first one, like two years ago. And then like every other, every other month it became more frequent. And then it just, just like I said, it's just been growing exponentially, which has been awesome. All right, so let me. If you, okay, I, I have lots of questions. Okay, <laughs> yes. um, and I, and by the way, thank you. So, see, it, again, it goes back to your concept at the very beginning. You talked about being transparent, and I thank you for being transparent with us today and our yeah. listeners about everything. All right, so so it's like you did. Let me this stop you. Six, let me, go ahead. Yeah, let me ask you something. I, I just want to say something. The things you just said, like when you said a patient comes in, they should know what you're doing, how you're going to do it, what technique you're going to use, how much, even how much it's going to cost. Everything you said is the basis for my social media. Yeah. Everything you said is, is the, is when I think of content, when I think of ideas, I want patients coming in who are pre-sold. They know how much it is. They've seen our work. They've seen our before and afters. They, they, they have an idea of my team because they've spoken to them either on FaceTime or on the phone. They've kind of seen me through social media. They can kind of get a hint of my personality. Um, they've heard my voice maybe talk about a procedure. Um, so I want them, like, not, I don't want to say, I mean, I want them sold before they come in. Right. You know, I want them sold that they're a making for, a good decision. It should be a formality at that point when they're coming in that basically, yes. can you do the case? Is it right to do? Yeah. All that other stuff should be done. Like in, in a perfect 100%. world, they should have already applied for financing if that's the holdup. All of these things can be done because you yep. can, I don't know if you've read the book called They Ask You Answer from Marcus Sheridan, but these are some of the, the concepts that he talks about yet, but I will, yeah. in, yeah. in the, in the okay. book. It, it's, it's all built around that. But uh, 
say so anyway, my, my, I want to go back to my point because I want to come back to the yes. content uh, is, all right, <clears throat> so not every dentist has the, the personality to hold through. Sure. When did you see you? So you talked about it took six months maybe before you started seeing results. And then what was the acceleration? Because I talk about this when we teach sleep apnea is that most dentists give up right when they're about to see acceleration. So imagine if you had given up one week earlier or even oh, that totally. day that you first had the thing, you would have laid all that groundwork for the time that you were yeah. getting ready to see that just massive acceleration. And that's, that's the mistake that we all make in business is we, we have a great idea, we put the time, effort, and money in, we just don't stick with it. Yeah. I'd say for social media, I'd say at least a year. Okay. And, and that's speaking from experience. And I'm not saying a year of posting every day or anything like that. I'm just saying a year of consistency. Hopefully it starts off small and then incrementally gets gets more frequent over that year. But I think a, a solid year of staying consistent, like you should be seeing what, whatever your result is. You know, if it's, if you want to do more implant cases or more Invisalign cases or more veneer cases, whatever you're trying to promote. Um, I do think for, for myself, it like, and this is part of like, like when I was like, kind of like trying to figure out like how I wanted to brand myself, like, like the message is clear. Like we do veneers, like we do porcelain veneers. That's what we do. Like, I'm not trying to be anything else. So that message is very easy to get across. Like, cause everything I focus on is based on that. All those components of how much it is, how long does it take? Blah, blah, blah. Like all that stuff is based on that. When you're trying to do multiple things. I think it's, it still can be done. It just might take a little bit longer. Cause if you imagine I, I drove home the same message for a year, right on veneers. So if I, if I try to do that same message over the course of like three different subjects, it will still happen. It just might take a little bit longer for each of those to peak. If that makes sense. I want to, I want to uh, back up and ask you to clarify one thing on that. When you mm -hmm. said you drove home the same message for a year, I want people to understand that you literally drove the same message over and over and over again, because one of the things yeah. that kind of gets, as we talk about content is people like, well, I talked about, I talked about prepping veneers last three week. months ago. Yeah. Like yeah. clearly yeah. I don't have to talk about it again. That's, that is no. the exact opposite. You got to talk about it 100%. over and over and over and over yes. and never end. Like, like there's honestly, I would argue that you never need to make new content. You was, just yeah. need to have the same thing over and over again. Same cases. Yeah. And you have to show it too. Like you, you talk about it and then you show it. Right. And then, um, yeah, I mean, there's a great book called story brand. I don't know if you've, you've read yeah, it and I'm going to look up the book. Yeah. 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 And I think that the clarity of a message for consumers is like, I, I mean, I, I, I think about that, that clarification so much of like, we need to make it simple. Like it takes, you know, two or three appointments to get your smile. This is where you apply for financing. This is how much it costs. Like we're going to be transparent. Like this is what we, you know, and, and I think as, as clear as we can get, I mean, we're so the opposite as dentists. Like we, you know, we want to regurgitate millimeters of preparation. Millimeters of preparation with three yeah. different burrs. Yeah. One is going to be coarse. Yes. You know, it's a two striper from premier. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I'm going to use my yeah. brassler made in China. <laughs> it's exactly. unbelievable. So and when people you... just want to know, are they going to look good? That's it. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. are they going to look better? It's yeah. and, better. And along the line of what Donald Middle talks about, it's essentially everything should be three steps. It's book your consult, yep. 
Yep. Choose us. Smile with confidence. Yep. <laughs> it's literally. Yep. Exactly. It's got to it. be book your con- book your consult. Trust me. Yep. Smile with confidence, and and that's what. And that's honestly, it. that's all people want. People don't want to think about yep. it too much. They just they just want to yep. make me trust you. It's really what yep. they're asking. Oh, 100%. so you ha- so you have patients now flying in. Um, for the veneers, and I've seen on some of your stories that your team members are sending out things. So talk to us about that. What services are you providing to make this easier? What does it take for someone to get to your office, to get veneers? Yeah. How many trips is it? How do you cater to out-of-town totally. people? So, I mean, ideally, we still, even for out-of-town, we do recommend, like, if you if they're able to come in for the three visits, that's the ideal situation. And what are the three? They come visits? in for their visit one so is consult, consultation records. You know, okay. consultation records, impressions, X rays, cleaning. Okay. Um. So basics, right? Right. Second appointments prep and get okay. temporaries, and then third appointment seat. Okay. So not much different. You know, it's not like we're doing anything magical. Magical. Yeah. So that's 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 the that's the ideal way to do it. Now, if they you know, have a dentist, they're, they're up with their cleanings. They've got x-rays that they can send us. They just had their teeth cleaned. Um, and they're comfort and they, and for a time constraint or flight constraint, they can only come in twice. Then what we've been doing, um, and we kind of got this idea from, you know, smile direct club mm-hmm. in a sense of shipping a patient, uh, trays and then impression material. Discus Dental so, used to make these things that they, they had like little pouches that people would uh, do self-impressions with. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically the concept of what we're, we're, we're doing. And what we'll end up doing is having them, when, when they get the package, they'll get on FaceTime with my team member. And this is the same team member who's mailed it out, who's talked to them on FaceTime before. Um, so she already has a relationship with them. And she's basically walking them through when they're doing it. She's like, call me when you do it. And I'm going to walk you through it. So she's, talk, you know, showing like maybe even doing it with them, like mixing it with them at home, here in our office and showing them how to put the tray in and everything like that. And so, you know, we have a relationship with our lab of, you know, if we're just doing the upper, you know, typically, you know, six, eight, ten, whatever. If they can get the incisal edges and the ideally if they can get the whole tooth, that's beautiful. But we've seen some kind of messed up impressions. But I was going to ask that's how fun. those have been turning out. <laughs> yeah. But, but surpri- surprisingly when, when my team members on the phone with them, right. they actually come out really, really good. Talk them through. And it. so if they're going to come down for two visits, um, I'll, I'll still have a wax up done by my lab and I'll preface my lab and tell them, look, these are not the best impressions. Read as much as you can. I just, just need incisal edges. Yeah. Just get me close. You know, we're getting a lot of photos and even video from the patient of their smile, close-up, lateral views, headshots, so I can start to assess. And, and I've had a conversation with them about the design. Do they like the like? Do they like the size of their teeth? Do they like the color? What do they want to change? And so the same things I would do in a consultation in person, I'm basically trying to do that virtually. Um, and then getting all that that records and information. And so by the time they show up, we do have a wax up. I probably will have to make more modifications to that wax up because of that impression or, you know, how good or bad that impression was. So we intentionally block a little bit more time in our schedule for out of town patients who've done their own impressions. So I can have more time to modify their temps. 
All right, so here's what I'm hearing. To adjust for uh, out-of-town customers, you need to have a way to communicate with them virtually. FaceTime's pretty easy. It sounds like you're using 100%. pretty much using FaceTime. Yep. You need to have yep. a way to get records from them. And so you're sending yep. them impression material in trays. So I assume you're sending them multiple trays, multiple sizes, more than adequate yep. amount of impression material. You need to have a laboratory partner that doesn't expect perfection in the impressions <laughs> that can yeah. uh, work with you. Yep. Uh, and, and I happen to know who you're working with. So Bob does a great job with some of that. Yes. And, um, yes. Yeah. and he does a great job of turning everything around in, in a week as well, which is phenomenal. 100%. Um, 100%. And, then, and then you need to have a schedule that accommodates the extras that you have to do in terms of making up for the lack of impressions and things like that. Uh, and yes. and uh, so, so it sounds like really you're doing all the same things. You're just doing a lot of it virtually. I'm sure some surprises yeah. show up when the patients oh, come 100%. in, you know, maybe they have a big ass cavity, a tooth needs to come out. Yeah. How do you handle some, of, I don't want to get too deep in that, but how do you handle sure. some of that stuff? I mean, we're, we're good to go on the fly. I mean, having the basis of like, being a super general dentist, like in my background, like um, we're ready for anything. Right. Um, but if it, in photos or x-rays, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, in photos and, and FaceTime, like we're really trying to get like good views of the teeth we're working on. And I mean, if they have a bombed out tooth, um, or they've sent over x-rays and they, their mouth is a mess and they have lots of decay and teeth that need to be extracted and implants, I'm telling them go locally. If they, if they still want to, if they still want to come to us for their smile, I say go locally, get your teeth cleaned, get your get your cavities taken care of, get any broken teeth extracted. Go ahead and even do your implants. Go and do everything, get the foundation right, and we'll just make it pretty when you're done. That's okay. it. Um, but if they come in with like large decay, like we're ready to to handle that, you know. I like we're a super general dentist. Yeah, I mean I that's, like that. that's <laughs> my career over. You know, yeah. that's all of our right. careers. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's setting 100%. ourselves up. I mean, that to me is one of the importance importance of having a good foundation uh, you know for me early in my career it was a new procedure yeah. every year because yeah. if you want look I, here's what i say if you want to be a good cosmetic dentist you got to be able to do endo because you never know you got to yeah. you got to be able to extract teeth because that happens mm -hmm. uh you got to yeah. be able to place implants because you don't want to you know especially if your patient's coming out of town suddenly you're going to start adding four or five months multiple visits craziness yeah. you know just almost easier just to stick the implant in yourself so that's where a yeah. lot of these things come into play all right so we've talked about transitioning your practice. We've talked about a little bit about consistency. I do have an additional question there. What, what is your suggestion? Once a week to be committed in the beginning for a few months and then twice a week? Because I look at you and I see your stuff multiple times a day and I just look at it and say, I just give up. I don't even want to try. So, so talk to me a little bit about on the consistency part. What is yeah. a good stair-step method to get there? So the first thing I would say is this, like before you figure out how many times you're going to post, I think figuring out where you're going to post, um, because there's obviously like different platforms. There's Facebook, there's uh, Instagram, there's TikTok, there's YouTube, there is LinkedIn. Um, I almost think, you know, even Google reviews, like that's Google my another business, yeah. place where, you, yeah, Google my business. That's that I consider that part of like social media because that's reputation management, right? So um, I think you pick like one or two of those that you really want to focus on. And Just if, one or if two. the person's so not like six, not, I, I think, I think I would have an account set up on six. Right. Like, you know, I would, you know, set up your profile, get, get some basic information. So, you know, for SEO and stuff like that, it can link back to you. Um, but I would have a presence on six 
and then focus on maybe two or three. And if the person's not comfortable like on camera or they, they like more behind the scenes stuff, then, you know, like what you're doing with a podcast, a podcast could be a great resource. You know, if people aren't comfortable on camera, um, if people are more comfortable writing, then, you know, maybe even doing something like a blog. I, I mean, I, I think they just have to find what's comfortable with them to start off with. And I definitely would recommend, you know, once a week is a great start on maybe two or three of these platforms. Um, and, and I think just staying consistent with it because there's going to be times when it is not worth it. Like there's not much growth. The you're needle is not moving at all. You're talking to an audience of zero at some times. Mm -hmm. You're talking to, you're hearing zero comments. No one's liking your stuff. No one's looking at your stuff, but you just have to stay consistent. And I, and I think once you get a couple of months into it, you'll see what's gaining traction, like what type of content people are getting interested in. And then you start to like find your voice, like say, for example, like on, on TikTok, like we started off, like I had no idea how to use TikTok until COVID until quarantine. And then I was like, I'm going to learn TikTok. And so at first I was putting photos up there and then I started to do like a little bit of like voiceover, kind of like funny stuff, um, not really dances or anything like that. And then we started to post before and after videos of people's smiles. And then we started posting procedure stuff. And when we start to get procedure stuff and like some of the ushy gushy in the mouth, that stuff either looks interesting or weird or just unusual. Like pimple popper. Um, yes, that concept of like, of people are obsessed with some of this stuff, like the squishy gushy stuff. And so I kind of started to find our voice of like dental stuff. So I was like, I, then there was a phase where it really wasn't me on that, uh, on that feed as much. It was mostly like procedure stuff. And so I think like finding your voice of like how you want your page or how you want to set up. And I think just like, honestly, like, just like we do with a lot of things, find like a, a person you emulate that you like their page or like the way things look or, or what kind of posts that they're doing. And you can totally like start to follow that lead and just do it like once a week and slowly build on that. Okay. All right. Excellent. And then, okay. All right, so last last thing I want to talk about because I, I do appreciate you taking time with us and um, yeah, thank you. Here's what I found: most dentists, me included, mainly me. <laughs> <laughs> most dentists get stuck and overwhelmed by the content, content or the concept yes. of creating content. How do you come mm -hmm. up with content consistently, and what advice do you give people about this whole? Yeah content i mean look because i look sure. i want to be clear about this i i loathe the boomerangs of people yeah. dancing and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, we, we make him do it because well but but to yes. my my point in that is it does nothing to make people understand what the hell we do it may make them think i'm funny and shit but it doesn't answer how much does this cost what it is that am yeah. i selling what can i do for them what's the outcome they can expect why am i better than everybody i i think boomerangs make me look stupid i mean i, I that's that's my take on it and i know it's an important component mm -hmm. of what you do but that is not content to me content is something that moves the needle so let, let's talk about that so I actually feel like it is good content. And I would say the boom, if, if you ever see me in a boomerang, it's not my idea. It's probably one of my team members, you know? Yeah. So I think having a support, a supportive team that's excited about it is essential, you know? Um, I think what, so I, I, I think like a boomerang or something funny or humorous actually 
makes you this this is I think this is really important because it makes you relatable humanizes and you. when people when when yeah, it humanizes you and when people find you relatable they will then reach out to you on direct message yeah. on Instagram or or whatever medium it is because they feel like you're approachable and you've broken down a little bit of a barrier or wall and if they feel like oh I could I could maybe like let me just reach out to him and then when you exceed their expectations or you know if you're responding or you have a team member respond to them and they get excited that you responded to them so that little boomerang right that little personal effect ended up creating a, a connection between you and someone else and so Yes, it has nothing to do with what you do and how how you you know you might be how you yeah. you are better than your competition or whatever, but it it, it in the world of social media, it makes you more approachable and relatable, and so, I think that is huge. Yeah, absolutely, I, I don't want to come. I I want to clarify something here. I'm not saying <laughs> boomerangs aren't. You're going to do a boomerang right now. Yeah. No, I I just I don't want to say boomerangs aren't an important component. But yeah. I see too many offices, that's all they do. All they sure, do is, sure. ah, and back and <laughs> yeah, forth, yeah. back and forth. Yes. And, and, and sure, you're relatable, but nobody knows what you're relatable for. And my yeah. point in, in this is not that boomerangs aren't important, but at some point, you've got to go beyond that. So let's talk, oh, about, your, let's talk about the content. Let, give yeah. me your spiel on content, and I'll be quiet for a little bit. So, so my content is like... I'd say it, it, it's focused on a few things. One, that we're relatable. So that would have to be um, content based on me or my team or how I interact with people. So like who I am and how relatable I am. Um, what we do is another aspect of our content. Like so procedures, smile transformations, whatever it may be. Um, and then also I think a, a, a part of it is like what's possible. And what's out there because some people have no concept of what's even possible or where to even go like with their smile or with their general dentistry or in general with their oral health so content i've heard through other people it could be educational and like entertainment or emotional and so for content creation ideas for me like i think it was like gary vaynerchuk who said document don't create right. and so that that really sticks out for me because when i think of creation 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 that can be exhausting that can be like you're you're really straining but document means hey i'm on this journey um these people are on this journey with me my team these patients let's document this it, you know it could be a procedure it could be our experience in the office it could be your journey as a dentist it could be your, your journey as an entrepreneur. It could be your journey as a, a father or a, a husband. You know, or it could be a combination of all these things. Um, so I think, I think of that a lot. Document, don't create. And then the other thing I would say is with content ideas, there's, there's platforms or searches like Google Trends. Like if you just like go to Google and type in Google Trends, it'll take you to Google's website where you just enter a word, a keyword. So it could be like implants or sleep apnea or veneers. And then you'll start to see, and you can set in the parameters. It could be a year worth of searches, six months, whatever parameters. And you can see what the fastest rising searches are, are in related to that term, you know? So for veneers, for example, 
if I looked up veneers on Google Trends, the top searches in the past 24 hours would be um, why are veneers expensive? How much do they cost? How much teeth are shaven for veneers? And so I could literally spend hours mining this data for um, content ideas if I wanted to answer these questions. The other thing too is, um, I think it's, let me see, I think it's called answerthepublic.com. Ask the public. Yeah, ask the public, answer the public, one of those. And you can just type in a keyword and literally it'll spew out the who, what, when, why, where around a procedure. So like literally on my desk is 80 questions about veneers. Yeah, that and it people gives you this whole thing. Yeah. So I, like, for example, yep. I just did veneers in Google Trends and uh, yeah. here's what popped up. Smart smile veneers. I don't know what that, okay. that is. It's like a snap on smile. Yeah. Okay. Do they shave your teeth for veneers? So to yeah. me, uh, so I would do a video answering, literally answering that question. And I would title the video, do they shave your teeth for veneers? And I would talk about that. How much is it mm -hmm. to get veneers? Shiny smile yep. re veneer reviews. And do, do veneers re ruin your teeth? So I, of those five, I see three that I'm very comfortable answering and would yes. con consider educational. And I, again, I would look at it that I would create a video. I would sit in front of my webcam. I mean, I have a much fancier mm -hmm. webcam than probably the person, yeah. most people, but I would sit in front of my webcam. I would answer the question. I would get that transcribed. I would turn that into a blog post. I'd create the video. Yeah. I'd take the three minute video, turn it into some 30 second clips. I'd put that out on social media. I'd put the big clip on YouTube, put the big clip on IGTV, put the big clip on um, uh, Facebook watch and uh, put it, obviously put it on my website. And that over time is building your SEO and everything. Do I kind of have it right? You have it 100% right. Everything you said, taking a piece of content and splitting it into, you know, so many different platforms um, and just keeping consistent with it. You know, like the question of, you know, do you shave teeth for veneers or how much? I mean, there's so many iterations of that question too yeah. that you can, are you, you can answer colors? that question. Like, like, are you changing yeah. colors? Are you closing gaps? Are you moving the teeth out? Yeah. Or do you have crooked teeth? Are you doing instant orthodontics? Yeah. I mean, like every dentist knows the three things. And you can honestly just do shave teeth, yeah. do shave teeth for veneers, can be a three-part series. It can be three different blog yeah. posts. I mean, it's yeah. anyway. But then, you know, there's, there's, there's questions around why is that even a question, right? So do they shave, do you shave teeth? It's because they've probably seen teeth that were overly shaven down. Right. Do veneers ruin your teeth? It's probably because, and so referencing that to like, this is what other people do. This is what I do. I mean, that's huge, right? right. So um, one person had their teeth ruined. But sometimes so. we have to shave, yeah. sometimes we yeah. have to make them teepees. Yeah. Oh no, no, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, no, we do, we do, we do. But, but, but it's answering the questions in, consumer friendly terms right. and, and, and from a viewpoint from a consumer, right? Like we're so used to answering it as a dentist and just like taking a step back and like answering it as like a friend or advisor who happens to be a dentist, right? So um, I think like you, everything you said is 100%. I love your plan. <laughs> Well, before I just need somebody to do my plan for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so before T Bone has a couple pod questions from his interview mm -hmm. deck for you. Typically, if you were here, we'd have you draw the questions, but we've drawn a couple sure. for you. Do you have any Thank suggestions you. or any ways that Dennis can help use to get started? Whether how it can be... you help them? Yeah. 
How good. So, um, I mean, we, I mentioned earlier, like if they follow, follow me on Instagram, it's at Tejas Patel DDS, um, or TikTok too, but mostly, uh, TikTok would be at Dr. Tejas Patel, but Instagram would be at Tejas Patel DDS. Follow me on Instagram. I am planning on launching like a cosmetic dentistry course, uh, veneer course online for people interested in cosmetic dentistry. Cause we have tons of dentists reach out uh, since we do show procedures and steps people are like how'd you do that why'd you do that i have veneers popping off like you know how can i how can that not happen so i'm going to launch a veneer course but then also i do plan on launching like some sort of social media for dentists uh ebook or course because there's so many questions around it like yeah. I, I just had something pop into my head and i'm sorry i gotta yeah. say it because no, i joke can't. go for it so the easiest answer to how do I deal with veneers popping off is just work on out-of-town people so they're other people's <laughs> problems. <laughs> exactly. So That's like, too easy like, to say. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like somebody very early in my career when, when etching was the thing, you know, and they're yeah. like, how do you deal with sensitivity? I'm like, I just don't ask my patients. And then <laughs> sensitivity doesn't exist if you don't ask they them. They don't anything. know that that's a problem. Um, <laughs> all right, I got a couple of more questions and I, I want to kind of ask a final question. And Meredith okay. is telling me to wrap up, but I got. I, I got, didn't. I didn't tell you to. Wrap I know, up. but I can. I, okay. I'm just. I, all right. Two things. One is around team. How do uh. you get them involved? And if they don't get involved, do you get new ones? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's answer that one first. Then I'll come to the second. Yes. <laughs> so how do you get them involved? And um, if you don't, if they I don't think... get involved, are you accepting of that? <sighs> How do you mo- motivate I mean, them? Maybe I, I, you to can't get... motivate people that don't want to do things. I'm convinced. Yeah. I mean, I will say like, you know, I have, it, it does take time. Just like it would take dentists to comfort, be, you know, to be comfortable to be on camera. You know, I think it would take time for certain team members to be comfortable on camera. So I would, before I would like let them go and find someone new, like I would just want to make sure like that's not the thing. If they're down to like record and help out in little ways or even just post, that's still helping, you know, that's still helping if they can put the before and after image together and put it up on Facebook and then write the little caption with the call to action. That's still helping on social media. I would say that's um, helping more. Yeah, that's a lot. I think oh. being in it is oh, easier it is. than doing the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think and just like talking to the team of just saying, hey, I just like implementing anything. Like if they were going to implement implement sleep apnea, you, you'd have to talk with the team. This is this is what we plan to do. This is my goal a year from now. This is these are the steps I want to take. And so the same thing with social media. If you're going to commit to it and be posting, um, just telling them it's going to be part of the practice. And you know they might be in certain photos or video and things like that, and just making sure they're okay with that. It is part of I think the way things are going. Um, if someone was just not on board with it. Um, then I probably would look for someone new. So um, my, my but, point in, in, in saying that is, is certainly we want to try and, and all of that. Oh, 100. Yes. It, it yes. is It is an expectation of employment in your practice that they need to play a part in doing all. Like, in other words, you can, I assume you can't have somebody in your practice that says, I can't be on, I can't be on social media. Correct. I mean, it's it just, that's just not it's our practice. I mean, if that, if, if if 100% they're just like, I don't know, I mean, there's some weird stories out there, but if there's something like that they couldn't be on social media for or whatever, then yes, like I would Like if they're I would an FBI them, protection so. or something, I get it. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> sure, <laughs> like extenuating circumstances, yeah. but I, you know, yeah. anyway. All right. The ne- last thing I want to talk about, then I'm going to ask you my s- three silly questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, is I want to have a quick conversation around fees because oftentimes mm-hmm. people think of getting people from out of town or doing all of this is that you have to charge lower fees. And my argument is that you can charge higher fees when you set yourself up as a sought after expert. I agree. I mean, we charge the same for in town or out of town. Um, Why don't we have more like just, I mean, I, I, we are bumping up our fees in across the board. Um, I, I, I haven't thought of that, but I mean, I could. I mean, I don't think there's anything that that's holding us back from it because well, it, it does. How require... about this? So, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine that you don't charge a different fee. But would you say that your mm-hmm. fees are different than most people around you? Are you less expensive, equally ex- as mm-hmm. as costly as others, or more more costly than others in your market? Like people I think aren't coming I to be... Austin, Texas, because it's like going to Costa Rica to get it done. No, yeah, but say say for but example, we LA. have people from California. Yeah, right. yeah, from LA. Um, you know, if they're, if they're charging, I don't know what they, maybe like 2000 and up per veneer, like our fee is like 1600 per veneer. Okay. So for them, that's maybe enough to, well, you're, to we're justify all cheap compared to APA who's every, who should be everybody's standard bearer. Okay. Yeah, we should yeah. all so, I mean, love that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Compared to 4,000 to two, yes, I'm yeah. like, we're significantly like lower, you know, but, um, and by the way, that could be content. I mean, not that I would encourage anybody to do content around that, but that can sure. be content is you can build content around because listen, when I started and you're my age, so you started around the same time, yeah. people thought of travel dentistry as going to LA or New York. It wasn't travel dentistry, wasn't Austin, Texas. Like literally, I remember talking to my wife about how I wanted to be a destination for cosmetics. Mm -hmm. And my wife was like, then you need to move to Miami, not Raleigh, North Carolina. And that that is gone today. People with with our point to point system of airlines, you can you can Mm -hmm. do this as long as you're relatively easy to get to. You can do this anywhere. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, as long as, like you said, as long as you're relatively easy to get to, maybe not too far away from the airport, well, that, that doesn't really even matter. Like, 30 if they trust minutes, you. An hour. Yeah, hour. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like you would travel to, for a CE course. I mean, I feel like that's the same same thing. You know, if you find value in it, you, you'll travel for it. Um, but I feel, I feel like our fees are either competitive or on the higher end in, in our area. Okay. But not, like, outlandish. All right. What percentage of your people uh, finance their work? Um, Rough guess. I'd, I'd say maybe like 40 to 50% okay. maybe. So half. There's a lot of care credit. There's okay. a lot of care credit going on in over here. <laughs> good, 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 good. Do you, and do you think that's, uh, okay. All right. I just wanted to know because, again, I, I think people have this perception that you cater oh. to rich people, that you, you yes. know, celebrities, and, and it's, it's, it's simply, it's simply not yeah. true. I mean, you know, 50% yeah. of your people needing financing tells me it's not true. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that like, my, my wife was looking at our page, rec- our Instagram page recently, and she's like, you know, what's cool about your page is it looks like you work on everyday people. And I actually like want that. You know, we have diversity right. on our page. Um, you know, we have diversity and it just looks like everyday people who just have like nicer smiles, you know, well, you skew a little um, bit younger, I would say. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely younger. You know, I'd say, you know, you know, 25 to, to 40 is kind of like that window of a market for us. Um, but it's surprising that 
yeah, I mean, it yeah. used to be like if I didn't work a at a different older. office, I would want to fly there and get mine done. And I'm twenty. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, I would say <laughs> that would be your market. I think to to be honest, like for cosmetic, like veneers, veneers are kind of like going to become like Botox. Like I think it's just going to be like so regular that most people are going to have them. Right. I think it's just yeah, a time. I think so too. And I have friends that live here and live in Texas that are liking your posts that don't work. They in live dental. in Tejas. Yeah. <laughs> that don't work in dental that are probably going to be your patients. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. See, like, see how they can fly here. Expensive. We have nonstop from every major city in in Texas yeah. to Raleigh, North Carolina. They live here. I mean, come on. But I've just seen them on his page yeah, liking no, and stuff. So that's really cool that it's like. Yeah you know getting around like that that's that's how the game works mm -hmm. well all right i got three questions for you uh i have not Let's told you what they are i'm going to shuffle them no. up but i'm going to get through okay. all three of them uh they're just fun questions i have this a product called pod decks which are like little interview questions uh for cool. people so uh this is a interview deck second edition uh this is like that what's that game from amazon i like to play the inappropriate game Text oh. or something. Cards for humanity. Yeah, I like that. I wanted Except to... these are not um, inappropriate. Yeah, these aren't anything okay. like that. I okay. PG. <laughs> yeah. I try to get un-PG all as quickly as yeah. I can. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, who would you most like to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why? Barack Obama. Oh. Um, because... I don't know. I think I find him as a very interesting and cool person. Um, I think just imploring like all he's learned about leadership and execution, I think about like leading teams and, and getting people of different ideologies to work together. I think that's invaluable. Um, the fact that he's a father, uh, it seems like he has a successful marriage and uh, a father to two daughters, just like myself. I, I feel like I'd, I'd have a lot to talk to him about. That's awesome. Have you have you listened to the podcast called "The Making of The Making of Obama"? Yes, yes, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's really good. That's yes. really good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah, the making of Obama, and they have one on the making of Oprah. Oprah. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. both, they're both, fan, they're both yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's and like the one on Beyonce is really good too. I haven't done that one. I, I'm All not. Right. I'm yeah. not really a big Beyonce fan. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, or the Kardashians. Anybody who's <laughs> Life is made around uh, the butt. It's not my kind of person, you know. Just I'm just saying that. Why they had an advantage over you? Yeah, man. <laughs> you had to work harder because you didn't have that butt. Like <laughs> what things do you do every day that you wish could be automated? Um. Social media. <laughs> well, it is automated. It's called other human beings. Content well, you creation. Them. You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. And the ideas. Yeah. I wish yeah, feeding I my dogs like a... and taking them to the bathroom was automated. Oh, that that would be that'd probably be number one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a full time job taking care of dogs when you have Dude, I just got in trouble for my for I'm pretty sure my wife's dog pooped. And I got in trouble that my dog I'm pretty, pooped. It might have been mine. And it might have been Meredith's dog that pooped in my house. It's and both. I got in trouble. Yeah. All the dogs in my house, which we have two, are both my dogs. So, I mean, I have to take full responsibility for everything. So, Last uh, question. This was my question yes. for you. Okay. Do you have any superstitions? Um, 
I think the only one, like, I don't know, like growing up, my dad always like made me do like, or made me and my brother do like, and he does it too, like little prayers in the car before he drives. Okay. Um, I do so that before I thing, fly. Just like, yeah. Just for like a safe journey kind of thing. Um, so that's the only thing. Yeah. I have one last question. Yes. Since your last name is Patel. <laughs> do, you, do you own motels? No. Your parent, come on. What kind of parents do you have that they don't own? No, motels? they don't. They don't. Like we're zero. We're zero close to that. You're like sure. the only one. They're not. They're not doctors. They're not into motels either. Yeah. They must be engineers. They must be. No, not no. even. No. Unbelievable. The simple folk. Simple folk. <laughs> Tejas, uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? I know they have lots of questions. They want to pick your brain about how they can get started, do this stuff, ask about your future courses. Uh, just, just you know, as they get into hurdles, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I would say on Instagram at Tejas Patel DDS and just DM us. Just DM us and then we'll kind of go from there for sure. All right, perfect. Uh, I'm going to have you stick around and we'll say goodbye to everybody and we'll see you guys next week on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, Your team is self-motivated and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, Visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.